Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. Another sponsor of the program is Lee's Tees. He uses high-quality t-shirts, and the designs and the colors are crisp. He has a graphic artist on the payroll uh, who can design pretty much anything that you want to have on a t-shirt. So if you're a comedian or you're doing a family reunion or some kind of fundraising thing and you need t-shirts, go to leestees.com. That's L-E-E-S-T-E-E-Z.com. And our last sponsor is KB Remodeling, Inc., Kevin Brown is the owner of his company. He uh, is an amazing whiz with pretty much any repair that you need around your house, uh, whether it's cement or kitchen remodel, bathroom remodel, floors, fences, sheetrocking, you name it, this guy can do it. So if you live in the Minneapolis area and you need any work done around your house, please check out kbremodelinginc.com. This is Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Poulos. So fuck you and fuck your baby and fuck your wife. And Why fuck them all? So you have to understand. We're recording at a barbecue gas station. We're not pausing this to put a baby in there. So, uh, so you can just stop it, right? You're half drunk and high oh, trying to read a map. Right, we We're literally... We are on, <laughs> on the edge of the Grand Canyon. That's my whole job when I'm on the road is protecting my butt. Stoner! And the fat man. He says, man... You really need to turn your life around. Fuck you, Mark. Mark, pull up this <laughs> Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Poulos. This week on the show, I welcome back Stu McAllister, a very funny comic from Grand Rapids. Um, known him for a good 10 years. Uh, he's been on the podcast before. Always a fun time. Uh, this week we chat, uh, Last Comic Standing, his trip to New York City, and then he takes on the dreaded five horrible questions. So here is my interview with the one and only Sue McAllister. Yahoo! Hey guys, on the podcast today, the one and only, the always electrifying... <laughs> Stu McAllister. Thank you, the always present Stu McAllister. <laughs> Stu just got back from a uh, rousing trip to NYC. Yeah. Got to see all the buds that have moved out there. Yeah. Try to make it. Uh, I hated it. Yeah. It's I, not pleasant. You know, it's funny. The first time that I went to New York where I tried to be an actor early on, um, the first time that we ate lunch was mm-hmm. like uh, at this restaurant that had like a little patio area. Okay. And coming from Minnesota, like I knew there was homeless people, but I didn't really have any kind of interactions with homeless people. Sure. So we were just eating our meal, and some guy that really looked like Damon Wayne's from uh, <laughs> his character, that guy yeah. in the trench coat with yeah. like the fingerless gloves. Strolls on up and just starts digging through the trash can for food. And the manager out there was like shooing him away. And I was just like, Like he's a this is, raccoon or something, right? Yeah, it's so insane. Like, I mean, that's that's what you have to do when you're hungry, you know? Sure. You don't have food. So you forage. I just, uh, I'd never seen that before. I never saw just like a human near me, like digging through a trash can for food. Sure. You know? Is you're eating kind of, your ten dollar burger or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, those burgers were pricey today. <laughs> Why you did you just buy one of these burgers? <laughs> yeah. They're good, man. <laughs> Leave that garbage alone. Well, it's I don't know. Maybe I'm cynical, maybe I'm an asshole, but I just have a real problem with those people with the signs on the side of the road. Like the guy out front of the hotel. <laughs> yeah, I just don't care. Like Yeah. There's just too much out there in the news and stuff about people that are doing that. Uh, on the sly like sure. they have real jobs and a family and, sure and holy shit like they did an expose on it i can't remember what show it was but they talked to one guy and he said that um daily he can make like 200 bucks on a corner he's like pulling all this money it's out insane. of his pockets and stuff insane and i'm not gonna lie it makes me think that when i'm on the road i should get a fucking piece of cardboard and just go stand out there. Sometimes I'm starving just, comic. I'm with amazed daughter. at their penmanship. That's what yes. I'm most. Their penmanship is great. Listen, if you're homeless and drunk, there's no way you're writing that. <laughs> I am sober 
and have a home with a table. I struggle. And I can't even get close to that. Where are they getting the Sharpies? You know how much a fucking Sharpie costs? It's even cheap at now, Walmart's. Right? It's like a dollar, isn't it? Or no? No, it's like three bucks. Is it really? Yeah. Maybe that's for a pack of five. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the, all the homelessy people get together and they pool their mm-hmm. money to get uh, to get we, the pack of five. Listen, we need to go down to the cardboard plant. <laughs> We're gonna sneak in after after shifts are done. Who does that bit about? Uh, like, what do they do? They stand out there and just pray someone will hit them with a piece of cardboard <laughs> and a marker. <laughs> like, thank you, thank you very much. But yeah, you see them everywhere now, and mm-hmm. it is funny where they uh, they fight over corners. Like, yep. this is my turf. Yeah, you know, this is where I stand. It's almost like the the food cart people. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, in those yeah. busy areas, yeah, are all yeah, yeah. fighting for their spot or whatever. I see the food cart people fight a lot too. It's now I brought up, I brought up this whole scenario because Stu, uh, you look homeless now. And <laughs> I I'm do. Just wondering. I know this actually isn't a podcast. This is this an is an intervention. Yes. Are you all right? Intervention of one. <laughs> are you? Are you? Did no, you ride no the one rails else gives back a shit? from NYC? Yes. <laughs> The rails of Greyhound, the mega bus. Did you take the mega bus? No, dear oh. God, I don't hate my life that much. Did you take the Greyhound? No, I drove in yeah. that car. Yeah, no, sorry, I oh. take it back. I take, I, I mean, I do, I would have, but I drove with uh, my my roommate AJ Rank. Oh, okay, and he doesn't know how to drive stick, um, so we drove his car, which is a better or uh, worse than yours. It's similar. It's a Chevy Cobalt. <laughs> So it isn't much bigger. It's similar. It's similar and shit. <laughs> it's cleaner. His, I'll give him that. It's cleaner. Uh, falling apart as much as your car's uh, it, It's getting there. It's about as old. Uh, Two-door. It's white. Oh. It's a, you know, so straight off the lot white. Who, I don't know. Who, who buys, white buys a car? white car? Yeah, yeah, that just accentuates all the... AJ And especially it. in Michigan? Right. With all the salt and sand? Right. It blends in with the snow and there are nice wintry days. That car's going to be brown in like a year. Yep. It's, uh, yeah. So you went out and saw our good friend, uh, Garrett. We saw Garrett Elzinga and some other people. He's doing, he's doing well, I think, or well enough. I think there's the struggle of. He released his new CD, by the way. He did. When did that come out? Uh, you know, I'm not really sure. No. Uh, a month or two ago? Go if you're look a fan of, uh, of kitschy uh, alt comedy. No, I'm just kidding. Alt. He's really funny, man. He is very funny. He Here, I don't know how to spell his last name, so you're going to Elzinga. Yeah. A lot of albums dropping the next couple weeks. Yeah. Trahune's album's coming out. Is that something? Mr. Turkey or something? Where did that name come from? You know, he he's out there. You know, he's uh-huh. a little strange. He does uh, character comedy sometimes. He does, he does Danza, yeah, Coney Danza, yeah, Mr. Peepers, uh-huh. which is a blind comic. Oh, <laughs> a couple Peepers. other guys. He's very funny. Yes, we were uh, we were at the last comic standing audition together uh-huh. in Omaha, and he was one of the only guys that got an applause break after every joke. And his stuff is like really. I wouldn't say it's corny, but it's it's it creeps towards that. He's sure. like, uh, he's like my my shoes were untied today, and I've been tripping all day long. Something like right. you know that kind right. of stuff. Right. Very funny guy. We got to do uh, rock on the range together this year in Columbus. What is um, that? It is um, a music rock music festival what? in Columbus, Ohio. It's three days long. And the Funny Bone down there has a comedy tent. Oh. So every day they have a handful of, uh, like, touring guys and then a national headliner. Like, it was uh, uh, Jim Norton was the first night. Nice. Um, Brian Posehn. Nice. Was the next night. And then the last night was... Uh, was um, Whitney Cummings. Rob Schneider, which wow. was really... Weird. I thought you said comics. Oh. <laughs> And what's funny is the night that Posehn headlined, uh, Jim did, Florentine opened for him. Did uh, Posehn tell any jokes about farts? I don't think so. Does what? That's his whole shtick. Oh. <laughs> <It's> farts. <laughs> 
I can't hate on them. My closer right now is about how stinky my wife's farts are. So what are you going to do? But that's do? just honesty. Yeah, that's truth. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it just ends every joke. And then I'll fart. <laughs> so I think it is, it, it's pretty interesting and fortuitous that you're on the podcast again mm. right now because I feel like the first time that you were on the podcast, it, it was Last Comic Standing yeah. again. Yeah. We're so back, here, baby. Here we are again, back with the last comic standing. Last comic standing on. Don't want to have it to anything to do with us or any well, other hardworking comedian. I, I talked with another Grand Rapids guy about it, like how do we do it? And I'm like, we just live in the wrong city. Yeah. Because they go to specific cities yeah. and they ask like the comedy club owner or manager, like, who in your town is the dude? Yeah. So, you know, they're Minneapolis and Chicago and the bigger cities and whatever. Yeah. And Grand Rapids is not that city. And he, well, I'm just I'm surprised a little bit that they've never used Detroit with Mark Ridley just because of his reputation in the comedy world, you know? You would think, you know. Sure. Um But it's the same it's the same crappy stuff, you know. Like, uh, I watched it again on Wednesday. Yeah. And and at some point last year, they were they were prepping for Last Comic Standing. That's why I went and did an audition for it, and, and a bunch of other people did auditions for it. Mm-hmm. And then word came out that they, they shut it down, that they right. weren't going to do it yeah. because of whatever reason. And then somewhere between like November and March, like it came back again. Right. And I don't know if they did new auditions or whatever. Um, but they, they were like, we're going to, you know, flush the format. It's going to be a whole different thing. It's going to be so much more exciting. And basically all they did was they chose a hundred comedians, told them all they were in the top 100 gave them a graphic to put on their Facebook. And that was pretty much it. Sure. It's you advertise for us, please. Yeah. And then, they're so transparent when you do the show. I don't know how anybody else hasn't figured this out yet, but anytime they do a long vignette on a comedian, yep. they're moving on to the next round. Yeah. If you see like a comic do 48 seconds of their whatever three and a half minute set, that person's not moving on. Right. You know, it's just like. Here's a long vignette about Mrs. Pat. And then mm-hmm. she does her entire three and a half minute set. Surprise, surprise, she moves on what? to the next she, round. Wh- how did that happen? And it's just, it's so maddening. Yeah. You know, when you watch the comics that make it on there, and I get it, it's a business and they need the comics that are going to stand out. Sure. And every time they put, pick the next 14 comics, it looks like the fucking UN of comedy. Right. It's a Benetton ad or whatever for sure. <laughs> it's a what? A Benetton ad. What's a Benetton ad? You know, Benetton was that store in the 80s. No. Are what? you fucking with me? No. Let's move on. <laughs> no. What Why is am this? I trying to defend my, my statement? What is this? Benetton was a <laughs> fucking... We're moving on. No, I want to hear about this. Come on, Stu. Their ad was always like about diversity. There would always be like a white woman and a black guy and an Asian lady. But what was it for? Their clothing store. So it was they a really store. wanted yeah, to was... push diversity in their clothing store? Yeah, ads. yeah, yeah. Yes. Correct. <laughs> so weird. Very. It's yeah. Oh God! Have so, you done the audition for Last Comics? No, because I I don't. Again, I, I think a lot of it I blame on the fact of where I live here in yeah. Grand Rapids, and I don't have an agent or a manager, so I'm never aware of these things until post. It's auditions. it's got to feel too like with the auditions. I've last year was the first time I officially auditioned for Last Comic Standing. I never stood mm-hmm. in line. I never got the free ticket to the front of the line. Sure. Um, and I never really forced it and. It seems like every time the auditions come around, the whole way that you get an audition is if you're one of the club's favorites that they go to. Yes. Because I had just done the Comedy 10K, and Colleen Quinn, who runs the Omaha Funny Bone, she really liked me. So she invited me to go do the audition, and And that's pretty much all that it works. Yeah. Which doesn't really shake out as to the best comics that are touring the country right now, but... You know, I was talking to uh, Steve Hofstetter, mm. and uh, who does the laughs, 
And he said that uh, in years past, it's been 10 episodes. And they've even scaled that back to now it's an eight-episode summer show. Four episodes. For last comic? Yeah. Wow. They go from 100 to uh, 28 comedians in two shows. Okay. (laughs) And then they go from, I think it's like, 28 to 10 over the course of two more shows and then like the last bit of it is like really spotlighting the last five or whatever right right um but i don't know i mean i i uh i watched some of Rodman's stuff who won last year sure um i think he's funny i think he's got an interesting cadence or whatever mm-hmm. um i thought lachlan patterson was funnier but oh yeah, that's yeah, my, yeah. i uh, felt he should have won too but whatever yeah I know Rodman kind of fits in more of like I think a TV executive. This guy, yeah, because he's kind of a character. But it's just we were talking about that last night. It's like I just wish there was a show like Last Comic Standing where it was just about the funny, because mm-hmm. it's it's obvious that it's more important about the story of the person. So would you want to get rid of the whole contest aspect then and just have a show that would be like laughs kind of, but it's just comics getting on stage of a bigger scale? No, I think kind of keep it the same way. Keep the contest? Yeah. Okay. But uh, I don't know. I don't know how you would even do it, you know, maybe some kind of audience vote thing like they did the couple of years the first did couple they of years. do that was the you could i oh. remember voting in when i had to vote for dad fan or <laughs> ralphie may oh, okay so now it's just 100 percent judges choice. judges choice tv executive choice oh, yeah because that was another we were talking about that last time about how it was uh drew carey and brett butler and whoever the other judge was yeah. and they actually felt like they were choosing the top 10 or whatever and they got a rude awakening that in the final credits it says the final choices of the decisions are put to the producers uh and the managers al cats and those guys sure which just you know it takes it down a notch for me to know that but it's just like at least there are a few guys on there that this year that i'm really good friends with and it, it gives me hope for the show I think anytime stand-up is on national television, it's a positive thing. Like, even though I may not necessarily agree with whoever wins, but if people get some airtime, like I know Mike Leibovitz, and he didn't move on to the semis, but he got a decent amount of airtime. He really did, yeah. And I'm like, good good for Mike, you know? But now that the show's on for the next eight weeks, we get to get those questions after the show. When are you going to be on this comic stand? I get so fucking tired of it. I'm I'm never going to be on it. It's just... It's amazing to me, like how people don't get how it works, but they're not in the business, so they don't not understand how it works. Because it's a very dumb business. Why don't very you go and rules. do television? I oh, never thought that, of that. Is that easy? I Just never thought I should do that. Maybe You're drive correct. onto the CBS lot and be like, "I'm here, baby. I'm gonna be on CSI, uh-huh. Giant Parks. That's right. I want to play there. hillbilly." <laughs> So let's let's talk about this part of the hillbilly. The Can you speak about it? Is it it's hush a very, hush? It's a very small role in a film, uh, television, a film, a film, oh. and uh, it is an independent movie. Okay, it's kind of like a kids movie, and I would just play this hillbilly. Very small role. So it's a small role. Is it independent? Like Kevin oh, Smith taste. independent or uh, Bob Johnson independent? Bob Johnson independent. <laughs> this will okay. never see the light of day. Because I have, uh, I've spoken about it on the podcast. I've yeah. done my share of the Bob Johnson independence. Yeah. And they're Attack fun. of the Killer Snow Cone Zombies, um, Joni <laughs> Loves Furbies, and Potluck. Bam! Big films. Find those in your was, local. Was broker. Potluck a weed movie? It was. I was going to say Financed by High Times Magazine. What? Mm Mm-hmm. This went straight to nowhere. I don't know where it is. But what's funny is there is a trailer for it on On YouTube. YouTube, yeah. I'm looking for it. Which uh, I'll put the the trailer on after the credits of this episode. What was your role in Potluck? So Potluck was actually filmed in New York when I was out there doing that tour of the comedy clubs and stuff and a friend of mine got me into it and i was just going to be an extra yeah 
And uh, so they brought all the extras together and they kind of made this speech. They go, a lot of you are going to be used in this party scene in a gallery opening. And then we need like three guys to pretend to be paparazzi as the people get out of the limos and stuff. Sure. Get a prop camera and it just, you know, we'll put the flashes in later or whatever. So I got singled out to be one of the paparazzi, and nice. I was like so excited because he's like, "You guys are gonna get some major screen time," and we were like, "Oh fuck yeah!" Yes. So we sat upstairs for like three and a half hours waiting for them to bring us down, and this guy finally comes in and he goes, "Hey guys, we're running over time. We're, we've cut the whole paparazzi scene." <laughs> so he's like, "But we want you guys to get a spot in the movie. So what we're gonna do is." Uh, uh, we're going to shoot an exterior scene of the uh, the party, and you guys are just going to walk by like three buddies. And I'm like, well, that sounds nice. What the <laughs> fuck? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Tommy Chong was, was the lead oh, of actor. Of course in he it. was A couple it. other pod enthusiasts were in it. I think the whole plot of the film was Tommy Chong and a couple guys were running weed through a, um, an art dealership. And they were stepping on people's toes that were selling weed in that town. Uh-oh, and then, conflict. And then the hilarity ensues. Of course. Well, that's better than Joni Loves Furbies. Joni Loves Furbies was a film about a Furby that a CIA agent used to own. Uh-huh. And somehow it got sold at a garage sale and was repeating classified All government information. <laughs> Because that's what Furbies do. They record <laughs> things and then they tell people things. Yeah. So um, me and like two other FBI agents were chasing the girls that had the Furby. So Perfect. I think it was a play on Joni Loves Chachi. Yes. Joni Loves Furby. Joni. Because we a, all know yeah. chicks named Joni. An attack of the killer snow cone zombies. Pretty, uh, pretty self-explanatory so. right there. I think it's. I think I'm big in Japan. Huge. Literally. Yeah, you are literally huge. <laughs> Hop on that subway. You can't. So, is this your first uh, film role? Are you? Uh, uh, yeah, a if I get different things. Uh, nothing has been confirmed. Oh, it has. I uh, thought hasn't you were even confirmed. So you're just growing a red crazy it. beard. I read for just it just in case. I auditioned for it. Okay, and uh, I actually got a hold of the the casting agent or whatever you call him and i asked him i was like hey have you figured out who's gonna get this role yet or not because uh if i haven't and i was like i'm fine if i haven't i'm just probably going to at least trim this weird thing down <laughs> and he was like no we haven't made a decision yet and i'm like okay just i because i won't otherwise i mean because the people that don't know you, Stu, and and are on your on your Facebook quite yeah, a bit, yeah, uh, your beard at this point is not just a beard. It is an it has its, it's own a, Twitter it page is, now. Does it? it yeah. Stu's beard. Stu's beard on Twitter. Everybody. <laughs> what is it? Just post pictures of, of like condoms. It makes some pretty drippings? nasty comments <laughs> about stuff. Is it as bad as a uh, uh, grumpy cat? No, it's not like grumpy, grumpy beard. It's more like the Iron Sheik. It oh just, God. <laughs> That beard is out of control. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's not quite like the Iron Sheik, but that's, it is. It strives to be Iron Sheik-esque. So, well, uh, the uh, the comedy scene in Grand Rapids is actually growing pretty nice. Booming, yeah. Lots of people have, coming uh, out. Laugh fest here. Laugh fest every uh, year. So I uh, have never uh, uh, submitted for Laugh Fest. I okay. seem to always miss the deadline March. for it. Um, what is it all about? Like, is it like a classic festival where there's yeah. comedy all over the city, yeah, or is all it over all? the city for okay. ten days? Wow! And, I mean, you have your big name acts, and then you have like the smaller shows that Stu McAllister is on. Yeah, and uh, it's a good time, man. It kind of it takes over the city for ten days. Uh, the first starts the first Thursday of March, so whatever the first Thursday of March in 2016. That's I think it's the, like the sixth or sixteenth or whatever. The momentum. Great! And all the shows we just jam packed. We just had our fifth year anniversary this past year, so oh. number six coming up. I, I specifically I run the Dirty Show. Oh, done three years of Dirty shows. Nice. And uh, it's a midnight nasty show, whatever you want to call it. I enjoy. Who it a was lot. Uh, last year's winner? Uh, well, what they've done, they've changed that too. We had the ten thousand dollar comedy competition yeah. national showcase. And after year three, they stopped doing the $10,000. So it's just a showcase. And I think they might have like an audience winner. 
And I think oh this God. this year's audience winner was a Dan Soder out Dan of Soder's New York yeah. City. Yeah. So now, d- is there any compensation? Yeah, people get paid to come do these things. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if you were to come, even the lower guys. Eat, well, it, like if you were to do like uh, the best in the Midwest showcase, you would get paid. If you do the clean showcase, you get paid. If you do oh, the uh, yeah. national showcase, you get paid. And then clearly the the big timers get paid as well. Well, yeah. I think I I might actually like that scenario better. Yeah. Because. You know, then you can actually come out and network and relax. Right. Like it's not this big contest. Yeah. Like, you know, you've got, you know, whatever it might be, like two hundred bucks coming in off of a show or something. Sure. You know, I would. Uh, my my suggestion is, I think uh, for Laughest for the national showcase, I think they need to kind of scrap it and redo the format where they've had like ten guys kind of come out and do stuff. And these are maybe like up and comer kind of people. Yeah who are they're going to do it before like they have there's a tv show on the horizon or something oh. i'm like scrap that though get rid, get rid of these yeah. people and have like four four headliners come out or six headliners come out and then three do a show and then three do another show that kind of thing like so these are guys like are already big name headliners well, or like, uh, midwestern headliners? like i mean you could get guys like uh like chad daniels, like chad daniels is always yeah. prime in my brain because he's a super solid yeah. he actually he won it the second year oh shit. Uh, he's super fun ten dude. grand right ten all right in the pocket holy shit. yeah tommy john again fellows of that sort oh, yeah. roy wood jr some of my favorites so pretty much the entire cast of sullivan and son those guys <laughs> had them come in ahmed ahmed uh owen benjamin somebody Steve, was talking Steve about that owen benjamin show last night about how he came in on like a wednesday oh. and there was only like 40 people there oh. and uh still killed it yeah this piano stuff and just I'm, i wasn't there that week i missed him do. I saw he came in for a Sullivan and Son show. I saw him then, and he was very funny. How does a Sullivan show run? I mean, they just each do like ten or something. Like that. Well, Steve is the headliner, obviously. He closes it out. Steve, Bear. but it went, it went uh, Ahmed, and then Roy, then Owen, and then Steve. At least that was the order of the show I saw, and uh, it was great. I think they all did like maybe twenty, and then mm. I think maybe Steve did thirty or a little more. Wow. It was a solid show. Four headliners on one show. So you, uh, pretty solid touring act right now. I'm trying. Getting some good. Uh, I'm trying. Getting some good road stuff in. Trying to get some heat. Any uh, any fresh stories? Any, yeah, New uh, York crazy, City stuff. Uh, crazy shit go down in the last couple months. New York City. I gotta tell you, man, that uh, that jelly hot dog thing. True on the story. Subway is probably. One of the funniest things I've heard in a long time. I was laughing so hard back there because I knew, like, for me, when a true story happens to me and I'm like, holy Lord, someone just dropped a present in my lap for my act for the rest of the next sure. five years. I can, I don't know what it is, but I have a radar for, like, when a story is really real and when a story is, like, embellished or whatever. Yeah. Like, the... The God thing, even though I, I could go with it, that it yeah. was a real thing, yeah. um, it did have like that tinge of, it seems crazy that someone would be talking about that in a coffee shop, but right. that hot dog jelly Joe, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> that so happened but, for but, real. And then the thing with the, uh, I wanted to get to the other part, I didn't have enough time, but he... Uh, apparently made contact with my buddy AJ, and then he just starts going, if any of my kids are gay, I'm going to beat the shit out of them. Bible says Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. No, he did not he say did. that. Yeah, he did. And he's not even talking the, to anybody. And this was... This is the hot dog jelly while guy. While they were eating their hot yeah. dog jelly sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. And, there, and it was the middle of the day, so the subway wasn't that full. Like... Everyone could have been sitting down on the subway car. I mean, that's how, like, unfull it was. But he's just saying it. And I'm like, oh, what is fucking happening here? It was so weird. And my buddy so Graham, who lives there, was just, just like, whatever. just speaking out into the air. Just speaking into the air. Not talking to anybody. How many kids did he have? Five. So it was him, the five kids, five kids. the shopping, shopping basket. Cart. Yeah. He's got... Loaf of Wonder Bread, Love. and I'm assuming that yeah. the hot dogs are not cooked. Well, yeah, yeah, like straight I mean, out of like the bag. Like most hot dogs, 
I think all hot dogs are fully cooked. I guess, but you, I think there's you should one. probably cook it again, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't go to the store and start eating a hot dog out of the bag, right? <laughs> this guy did. He treated it like it was bologna, I guess, or something. It was gross. I, I'm what uh, some people like to call a hot dog connoisseur. And happy oh, sure. National Hot Dog Day. That was I yesterday, think I think, uh, right, or something? Belated, I don't know. Yeah. It's good. I love me some hot dogs. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge hot dog connoisseur. And uh, me and my wife always make jokes because there's pretty much a hierarchy of the hot dogs. Okay. You know, you've got your uh, your fun dogs, your your bar S, which are, I think, around 78 cents a package. Yeah. And then you start creeping up. You get into the Oscar Mayer ones that, you know, while they're better than the fun dog, it's still diarrhea the next day. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, the next 30 minutes. <laughs> You're going to have what we like to call a blammo. Don't wander uh, away too far. So, you know, and then you creep up from there and you get into the ballparks, sure. you know, the uh, the one-off house mm-hmm. makers of hot dogs like the, the Armisons and whatever. And then way at the other end, you know, you've got your... Uh, You've got your Hebrew Nationals, Hebrew Nationals. And, your, uh, and the big boy. The Nathans or Nathan's whatever. Hot dogs. What, yeah. You ever have a Wardzinski or a Salins? Yes, I think I Those have. Those are some Buffalo hot dogs. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, had. my I God. Be a purist. You need to try out some of those, man. Do you remember hmm. uh, the Oscar Mayer chili-filled hot dogs Dear God, from no. a kid? No. When I was a kid, I can't even fathom the amount of these hot dogs that I ate. So it was a pack of eight, like a normal Oscar Mayer thing. Sure. And each hot dog had like a hole drilled through the middle of it, and it was just filled with squirted in chili. some chili. Yeah. So they told you it was mm-hmm. chili, whatever. And I'm assuming that they pulled them off the shelves at some point because of some probably salmonella outbreak of having raw chili inside a cooked hot dog or something um but they used to have the two different packages right next to each other it used to be the chili dog and then they would have the cheese dogs oh they which were the ones that were filled cheese. with cheese wow. and those still exist you can actually get a cheese dog who is the mastermind who's created these things of like <laughs> let's inject shit into this hot dog well, what do we got inject pickles shredded you know pickles what they have now and oh boy baffles me to this point is oscar meyer has bacon hot dogs oh my god where they're made with 50 percent bacon and they're the cheapest hot dog out of oh. all the oscar meyer brands uh you know the the bun link the turkey hot dogs the bacon hot dogs are like a buck 20 you would say the bacon hot dogs would be premium i would think so <laughs> weird <laughs> Weird. Boy, we really got off have on you, a hot dog tank. Uh, would you eat the chili hot dog with jelly? <laughs> no, I would not. Because that was a weird thing. Like, all right, the hot dog <laughs> and the bread, I get side. it. But then this dude <laughs> is putting jelly on his hot dogs and what feeding those kids. What kind of jelly? It reeked. I don't know. It was like an orange like marmalade. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yes. It reeked. Jesus Christ. I, the See, Wonder AJ, orange marmalade, yeah, and just and hot, a fun and just dog. regular dog, just and it. and both AJ and Graham were calling it jelly, and I call it jelly for the sake of calling it jelly. <laughs> I don't think it was a jelly; it looked like jelly, but it smelled god awful. And I I'm was like, it in a named jar? It was just in a jar. No, he made sticker it. He, on he it? canned it himself or some shit. I don't know. This is my hot dog jelly. <laughs> Don't even fucking touch it, kids. <laughs> it's two, it's two parts bacon greens and like three parts. Mustard. One part love. <laughs> it was gross, and it did smell. I got to tell you, man. Having a daughter, you know. Oh boy. And kind of trying to like, uh, you know, maneuver her away from my horrible eating habits. You yeah. Know? Trying to. Square meals, you know, the the fruits, vegetables, sure. grains, this is protein, lettuce. you know. All right. Um, and then to go out and see people, like, shoveling this garbage into their baby's faces. Yeah. I saw one lady, I think the kid was, like, seven months old. She was trying to feed it, like, uh, uh, gumbo. What? Yeah. 
gumbo. <laughs> Don't you need teeth like to eat gumbo? Jambalaya or something? They're wow. trying to shove it in there. Were you down in the bayou or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I took my daughter yes. down to Louisiana, <laughs> and we went to the gumbo we restaurant. We went to uh, the parish no, we were uh, at Bubba Gum Shrimp right. Company. You're, you're, oh, oh, Bubba Gum Shrimp. <laughs> yeah. Even better. Go on. You take her to all the fine establishments. Did you go, uh, did, when you were in New York City, did you go to all the tour spots? Like we went to a few TGI things. Fridays. Uh, we actually did go to TJ Fridays. We did go to Sabaros. Actually, we didn't. I joked about going to Sabaros. I'm like, I hear you guys got the best pizza in New York City. And uh, we went into Fridays in Times Square only because we left uh, a comedy club. And we ended up at Times Square. And we're like, we got to piss. And (laughs) no restaurants in New York City have, like, public restrooms that you can use. Like, it's just employees only. So then we're like, Fridays will have a restroom. And they did. So we went. We used the restroom. I'm like going, they let us use the restroom. Like, let's at least order something. So we go to sit down. And it took them at least 10 minutes to acknowledge that we even sat down. <laughs> and then they gave us menus. And then it was like another 15 minutes went by where they never even came back. So we just left. <laughs> we left. <laughs> We're like, no harm, no foul. But well, you guys tried. We you tried. tried to we tried. the place. We tried to thank TJ Fridays for letting us piss in their bathroom. But, now, you did know. you partake in the dark side of New oh, York City? Uh-oh. Did you partake in any of the... Uh, the strip clubs, nah. The peep show parties, nah. We didn't do any of that nonsense. I mean, that. I mean, we, we were comedy based driven. So pretty much yeah. every night we were doing some, either seeing a show or a part of a shitty show. When I went out there, Uh-oh. it had to be like two thousand two. Yeah, two thousand two. Uh-huh. So uh, it was like on this trip, like. Um, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I took acting classes from yeah. this like John Roberts studio or whatever. Sure. And at the end of it, they took us all to New York and we had all these auditions with agencies trying to get signed. Yeah. So it was like three days and we were, there was like four people to a hotel room. It cost us all like five grand, wow. but it was all inclusive. You got the round trip plane ticket, the hotel room for four nights or gotcha. whatever it was. And, meals and all that kind of stuff and then entry into the thing um but the guy one of the guys i was staying with was like a total degenerate like Mm. he wanted to go and see all the strip clubs like the darker side of new york city right so we went to one of the strip clubs and it was ridiculous it was like 20 dollars to get in yeah and it was just very pricey we're like we gotta go yeah so then uh we went to a different one called the gentleman's club and it looked like a converted office floor. Like they had uh, cubicle walls. Oh, up. Still, I was like going to say, there's still cubicles up? And shit. That's where you go get your lap yeah. dance in the cubicle? So that was kind of depressing. And then we left there, and he was like, uh, a, buddy of me, a buddy of mine told me about these places that are like kind of off of Times Square mm-hmm. that they're like porn shops, but downstairs they have live girl peep shows or something like that. Okay. I was like, whatever, you know, at the time, what the, I was like 22 at the time or something. Right, right. I was like, yeah, let's check it out, whatever. Sure. So we go into this uh, porn shop and then you go down the stairs and it's basically like eight phone booths uh, lined up. There's like four on one side and four on the other. And then Mm -hmm. there's kind of like this cavern in between them where all the girls are just like sitting on stools like reading magazines and stuff all right so you can kind of glance down the row and sure and see which one kind of hits your girl fancy. number three yeah so you just you know you kind of glance down see which girl you want and you go in there and shut the door the lights come on and then she kind of gets in the booth with you you know and there's just like glass in between you and i think it was like twenty dollars and she just started just going at it right in the window you know and i'm just like <laughs> i'm just sitting there watching like it's television. what's happening here i'm like wow this is cool and she's <laughs> like aren't you gonna pull your dick out and i was like what and right at that moment the door starts going down oh and she like the put it the, five yeah well the, the slot where the money goes in was literally just a hole in the wall Oh, uh, there wasn't like it wasn't a mechanism that took sure. twenty dollars and like registered it in a machine or something. Sure, I mean I'm sure she's just got a wicker basket on the other side that just catches right. the twenties. Right. 
Um, so as the door goes down, she kind of pops her head down to the little hole where the money is, and she's like, throw another 20 and let's keep going and take your pants off. And it just kind of weirded me out. So right, like, right. I think I'm just going to slide out of here. Thanks, I'm out. And Peace. That's, that's about the time that I realized that my shoes were sticking to the floor, and I was like, oh, boy, this is this is." They don't guy. have a uh, jizz bucket but in the that, corner? The second, the second night that we were there, uh, we ended up at a bar, me and the other three guys that were in my room and uh i met this girl at the bar and we hit it off and we started chatting and uh, she told me that she was like a former uh like teen miss usa or something like that. there's very beautiful mm-hmm. but i met her while she was sitting down <laughs> so from the waist up she looked like a normal lady yeah and i don't know if you've ever run into this uh, my wife calls it the moons over my hammy she stood up and like boy what happened big oh yes giant rear end like her torso down was like almost a different person i've seen that before it's strange isn't it yeah like what top halves like uh you know uh not skinny but like yeah it's just so dish disproportionate like her hips and her and her butt and her legs were just so different from her upper it was very strange but being 22 i'm like whatever Mm -hmm. you know so uh, she's like, I want to take you to this other bar. And I was like, oh, it's cool. And uh, I don't know what it was, but back then, like if I was with a girl and she ate disgusting, like sloppy food, like for whatever reason, it would turn me off. Nice. <laughs> so we were hustling to this other bar called the Cathedral, which was a giant church that was turned into a bar. Dance club, whatever. And it was open 24 hours a day. So we got there at like two in the morning. And near there was a guy selling just like street side hot dogs or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she uh, she gets a hot dog with like everything on it, just like relish and mustard and onions and all this garbage. And she's just like scarfing it down right next to me. And I'm just like so turned off by the whole scenario. So then uh, it turns out the cover charge to get into the cathedral is $25 a person. What? And so uh, she goes running into the place and she goes, uh, pay the guy. I'll meet you inside. I got to use the restroom or whatever. So he's like, it's 50 bucks." And I looked at my wallet. I didn't have any money left. Sure. So I was like is there an ATM around here? He's like, I don't know. Get out of my line or whatever. Right. So I started walking looking for an ATM and after like two blocks I just got in a taxi and went home. Laughed. I was like I hope you enjoyed I, your time at the cathedral. <laughs> I was like I just I this is too much work. I got yeah, What go. are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just left. Too much work for nothing. Have you ever run into a lady with the moons over Miami? Yeah, yeah. I mean all the time. You, yeah. you meet these uh centaurs or whatever you want to call them and <laughs> You're fucking like, what is happening here? I don't know where they sell those jeans. Yeah, I don't like, know. I don't. They, like, damn jeans. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Holy shit jeans. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because you're like, that is not humanly possible. You are human, but that is not humanly possible. Stu, we have, uh, we've come to the... We've come to the climactic moment of this interview. Okay, what are we doing now? It is time for five horrible questions. Oh my God! <laughs> are you excited are, for are this? Are these prearranged? Do you? These have, are you pre-written. Okay, pre-written. They're pretty so much you, the same. You already knew. Same questions. Okay. That everybody gets. All right, let's hear it. So, and, uh, and I, I believe you said I have an opportunity to pass. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll do my best not to pass. If people don't know, this is. Uh, Five horrible questions that Stu has to answer. Oh, what happens if I don't answer? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, if uh, you have one chance to pass, mm-hmm. and as the questions go, they it's, get harder and harder. Sounds like more, an Eminem song or something. More invasive. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's it's your decision. I'm liking wanna, it. I'm liking it. Question one. Okay. If someone was to give you $50 million to never tell another joke, would you take it? And the sub message to this Mm -hmm. is not professionally, 
for the just, rest of your life. I don't think it would be possible. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like I would I would love to take the fifty million dollars, but for me to never tell a joke ever, just like yeah, even as you said not professionally, I think it would be too hard. Like the whole I've had this conversation just within the last day or two of like even if I were to like quote unquote quit comedy, I don't think I could. Yeah. It's just in the blood. Yeah, yeah. and it's I mean I would just I would be scribbling on napkins and for sure saying going to dumb open mics yeah. and whatever i just i i would like to i would love the 50 million dollars <laughs> i would it is would surprising how it. many guys like make that announcement like i'm done getting a real job no more Go comedy yourself everybody two months yeah. later they're doing you can't Terre Haute. yeah uh, if if you are have ever had a taste of the road and doing this professionally it it's hard to quit it's yeah. it's you can't. I mean, it's it changes. Impossible. It changes you. It really does. You know, I uh, um, a friend of mine passed away in May mm. that I started out in comedy with, mm. and he gave up uh, or just moved on to other things early sure. on. But just always had that bond of starting in comedy together. Like it's just such a thing. You know, that must be a very nice thing to have. I don't have it. Everyone I started comedy with doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> really. Yeah, there's not one I, person. Not one. I am the fucking idiot who still continues to do this. Stu, you're gonna do it. You've made it. All right. Feature money. Question two. Question two. Do your best famous person impression. Oh God. Um, I mean, I do. You know, I do all those dumb impressions that yes. you've heard that aren't yes. really impressions. Uh God, Is there I, used to, I used to. God, I did a Jimmy Stewart back in the oh, day. Oh boy, Jimmy Stewart. I don't think pull, when pull you put out. me on the spot, <laughs> it, it becomes horrible. It becomes oh, like better do it. You don't want to waste Walk, your past this Chris, early. I can't. Well, yeah, no, I can't pass it. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart. I can't even think of like. Uh, all I can remember is dumb like uh what was what Zuzu's was the christmas paddles <laughs> yeah i just <laughs> every uh, time a bell rings I, we used to do sean connery oh sean, yeah. sean connery it's all like sean sean connery i'm sean connery where he just kind of whistles shaken not stirred so, yeah it's awful listen i'm not it. kevin pollack i'm not kevin pollack thank you yes uh question three question three name a comic you don't get along with and why oh i have uh i have uh <laughs> i'm excited about this one i just have i have some nemesis <laughs> You have some com- comedic nemesis. Let's, let's hear I the have, nemeses. Uh, I have an, a, nem- a nemesis. Um, it's a her. Uh, oh, oh, God. Not the and unicorn I'm, I'm, girl. I'm getting her. <laughs> I'm going to say her name wrong. It's, uh, I think it's Sarah Michelle Singleton. Is that it? Do you know who I'm talking no, about? I don't know okay. who that is. She is a, uh, yeah, and she's a very nice girl. And uh, she, people she's like her, and she's funny and whatever. And uh, she doesn't even know that she's my nemesis. Because I don't think your nemesis, your nemesis shouldn't know that they're your nemesis. So I shouldn't even be talking about her. But it all started. Uh, Do you ever hear Andy Ritchie's joke about uh-uh. the nemesis? No. God, it's so good. And, and uh, if you guys are online, go uh, donate to his GoFundMe. Hmm. He's uh, uh, working he through some uh, brain cancer stuff. What really sucks ass? So Andy Ritchie on uh, huh. Facebook's GoFundMe. I have to go look for him. But he had such an amazing joke about how uh, he likes to go to funerals in in uh, unitards and just lean down to the caskets and go checkmate and just walk out. <laughs> I didn't know Dad had a nemesis. <laughs> I just like the fact that he uses the word unitard. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not just like one retarded person in the corner. No. The unitard. You've never seen a unitard? There's I know a what a unitard, unitard is. Unitard. 
I'm being an idiot over here. All right, so you've got a real beef. A nemesis. With well, this actually, lady. The GoFundMe. I actually, I have a GoFundMe. Really? Yeah, because uh, I just basically said I'm tired of working, <laughs> and I want people. To, I want to buy lottery you see tickets. See some of the shitty GoFundMe yes, on there. That's guys like, I want to move to Canada. Somebody yeah. give me Help some me. money. Well, that's why I made this one because I was like, I'm tired of working, and I just want to buy lottery tickets. So if you can help me buy Anybody, lottery tickets. Have you hit it? $30 people have given me to buy lottery tickets. What's your... I haven't used any of it. What's your goal? I didn't have one. Well, actually, I, I, I was just putting it as zero because I was just doing it as a joke. Yeah. Like the goal is zero. But they're like, you got to have it. So I was like a dollar. <laughs> a dollar is my goal. So, I was, so I did was, you get that dollar? Sur- I got $30. Holy I shit. I surpassed you. Yeah. Yep, so. so how did you get that money? Someone gave me twenty five, and someone else gave no, me five. No, I mean, like, how did you get it out of there? Oh, I, I have it. it. It's just account? sitting there. It's oh. just sitting there because I'm like going. Yeah, it was all meant to be a joke. Yeah. Like I never legitimately felt anyone would contribute to my delinquency. So, what is your go. problem with this lady? Oh, it just it stemmed from the fact that uh, we did some festivals together, and she moved on like through whatever round, and I didn't. And you didn't feel like and she deserved I, it. No, not really. No, I didn't. You know, I didn't. I'm I'm an old <laughs> angry man and i didn't feel like she deserved to move on and you know it it, it's in the contest are just contests the i know that uh in these contests the the one these competitions that i've done i know i'm not going to win because i don't do what these people are looking for (laughs) i'm not kind of i'm not a minority uh i'm not gay uh wait a uh, minute uh, <laughs> what <laughs> revelations <laughs> so everything you like themselves i'm not gay uh yeah no, so, i was surprised that you weren't a minority i well that too, i know I'm a, I'm a white middle-aged male who's not Bearded that attra- guy, I'm, and i'm not even attractive man. looking or anything i'm this weird fucking strange person so i don't fit You're i'm like not beaker yeah i'm not i'm not television <laughs> Ready? Or, I think you are. Well, I think I'm people the, would really get behind you. The crazy neighbor or something, maybe. They'd be like, oh my God, look at this homeless guy right. doing stand-up. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> he's through. doing it. He's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I got, well, so, and then she's gotten into some festivals that I've been rejected yeah. for and whatever. So it's not, not anything against just, her. Just nemesis it's just to me, of the slay, like, yeah. she's on the other side of the fence and I'm shaking my yeah. fist at her kind of thing. God. No, strike her down. Uh, well, there's also when I was in New York, I did I performed at Caroline's, and when I was there, it was a showcase show, and there was a, a kid who was on, 15 year old kid at wow. Caroline's doing comedy, and he was fine, he was adequate, um, but I just kept saying to AJ, my buddy, I was like, I can't wait for three years to eclipse, so then we can just forget about this kid, you know. <laughs> Because it's the whole, like, he's a kid, he was doing it. Like, he yeah. got a lot of applause breaks and laughs and whatever. And I just felt like he got more than he should have, and he got it because he was a kid. And I know it's making me sound like I'm a dick, but it's, well, we, like, we, I always look at, like... to all that with people with gimmicks. Yeah. You know, you yeah, just, yeah. everybody looks down on it, you know? Right. Like, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've heard a comic end their set with some kind of list of either movie titles, uh, soap opera titles, yeah. uh, childhood board games that kind of like construct into some long statement. Right. You know, off the top of my head, I can think of three guys. Uh, I don't know if James Johan does it anymore, but his closer used to be a real list of Christmas toys that he that he got and it all kind of constructed into like his dad beating him because he didn't get the toy he wanted with the hot wheels track yeah. or whatever jody yeah. white she closes her set about uh guys calling uh, her tata something or no it's like the uh, inadequacies of men and oh. it all kind of runs through um movie titles oh he thought he was King Kong, but he's actually forgetting Sarah Marshall. Right. Type he's of thing. Stuart Little, whatever. And then I think a guy from around here, um, Dave Dyack, Martina, Zach Martina, yep, does Zach Martina. Uh, board games. Yep, his dad telling him about the birds and the bees through board games. Yeah, I know. I, I yeah, I'm not a fan of that gimmicky yeah. stuff. So, so. whatever. 
But that's the thing. Like I sat Zach down and I was like, dude, your set is so original and it's so good. Why are you ending on that stuff? And he's mm-hmm. like, I, don't know, I think it's funny. Like it's original, right? And I told him like the four other comics that basically do the same thing. And he was like, I guess, I'll, I guess I'll try to work through that. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you mentioned Zach Martina. He and a couple other people are starting up a, uh, a showcase kind of near Detroit on Wednesdays. And so they had this post up about, uh, hey, if you guys are interested, send a five-minute clip. And uh, so I sent one. I said, does it need to be of comedy? And they're like, do whatever you want. And I was like, okay. So I, I sent them an email, and I sent them uh, a clip of one of Zach's acts. <laughs> and I said, here's, here's my clip. Hope I pass the audition. Did you make it? Did I? No, I don't know. I sent it this morning. I don't know. I sent it this morning. But I think it would be funny if they rejected me. I'm like, what? This is your, <laughs> this you, is your guy. You. One time I sent to a, uh, a comedy festival, because they always want links, I sent them a link to one of my vines. <laughs> I was like, just watch this 500 times. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It's like, yeah, you guys are all fucking right. idiots. So here, yeah. Two questions left. Oh, Still God. Left. All right. Okay. What is the meanest thing you've ever done to someone on purpose? <sighs> yeah, I know the meanest thing. I'm not. I don't think I'm a terribly mean person, Mark. Yes. I'm, a, I'm a dick. Yeah, and I and I'm straightforward, and I can be frank with people. Yeah. But like something where I went out and out, and I tried to like harm them in some way or embarrass them. Is that yeah. kind of what you're asking? Yeah. Well, I always give my uh, my example to kind of help you down the way. When I was in uh early college i got on one of those uh phone dating things mm-hmm. the hotline or whatever the live links or live links sure met a girl on there she worked at the local mall so yeah. i stopped down there and when i met her it turned out that she was like 400 pounds she was a centaur glasses and stuff and and you know she said, I, I have to finish a couple things in the back. I'll be right out. And I just left. Gotcha. <laughs> right, right. And I just got a tirade of like angry text messages about how horrible of a person I am. How could you right. see me and then leave? It's pretty obvious that sure. you thought it was ugly type of thing. And I feel yeah. horrible about it. But that yeah. I think is up there as like one of the uh, things I did on purpose. I had a, uh, I guess, I, the only thing that kind of comes to my mind is there was when I was a uh, sophomore in college, there was a kid, a guy who lived across the hall from me. His name was uh, Steven, and uh, he was he was from New York City, and he was Jewish, and he played bassoon, and uh, even though he was 18, 19, he looked like he was 45. Uh, just because of how he dressed and how he acted, and he was just oh, one of these. What you do? Yeah, this guy? <laughs> I didn't. It wasn't anything super. But he he was one of these guys. He just wanted to belong. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Of course. And it's weird because I am not that. Like, who wants to belong to this? Like, who wants? To, I've never <laughs> understood people who've latched on to me. I'm like, oh, and you need to choose better. Better's got it figured he's, out. He's got it going. Let me on. go get my hitch because I want to put it on his wagon. <laughs> uh, but I did whatever I could to like to ditch this guy. I would always oh, like yeah. I would avoid him, and I would tell him like, "Yeah, I'll be over here at this time," and then he would just go, and then I would be somewhere oh, else or whatever. Boy, and I, I mean, at the, I mean, <laughs> but it was one of those things, Mark, of like, you know, I'm eighteen, nineteen, and I'm just trying my best to fit into the college experience, <laughs> and then I got this fucking dead weight <laughs> holding me back. <laughs> Why am I not getting pussy? Because there's a guy wearing a three-piece suit yeah. behind you. Yes. Yes. Playing play the yes. 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 Who just, a... he was all, because he, he was very Jewish too. And he was the first person I knew that was Jewish. And he was Jewy Jew of just like gefilte fish and, and everything else. And oh. like, it was, I mean, I was getting the full cultural experience. And he's a guy, I mean, I still talk to Steve today. Oh, Like wow. I still, I still okay. do. Uh, Did you ever like come clean about that with him? That the, yeah, kind yeah. Of fucking yeah, yeah. But, oh, it, okay. but that was also one of the weird things too of like, I don't know if he gave a shit about it. Yeah. Because I still think he liked the attention mm-hmm. of, I'm still 
dealing with him in some even though i was doing it in not the nicest of ways i still yeah. was giving this guy some attention yeah. and i think that's just what he appreciated even though you weren't there you were still making right plans and, and i him. still was like around or whatever and he, i mean i was across the hall he couldn't avoid me and it was just <laughs> yeah it was just one of those things it was very weird it was very st- and i have a lot of people like that in my life mark of just these kind of weirdos them? um or i've learned to, weird people i learned to to deal with people in in different yeah. ways you know i've got a problem with that too with you know uh since i got married and, mm. and had a kid yeah so many people want to hang out with me when i'm home and it's just like when i'm home priorities like are to just kind of you know exist at home and yeah you know my wife always gives me the options like you know you can you know i can be here with the baby for a couple hours if you want to go out with your buddy and I'm just like, I don't really drink that much anymore. Yeah. So it's just like, so I'm just going to go sit at a bar with my friend I haven't spoken to in eight months. That should be fun and awkward, you know? Right. Your life so, has changed. Like, yeah. You've yeah. changed. Your life yeah. has changed. Your expectations are different. You got kids. You want to be the family man. I get it 100%. Good for you, man. Final question. Oh, God. So obviously you're not married or in no, a significant relationship no so your final question would have been reveal something you've never told your wife but since you are single thank god you get have you ever broken the law yes and gotten away with it oh all the fucking time <laughs> <laughs> i got What's some the worst i got one? some blow in my car right now let's go do it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh if I broken the law. I mean, I mean you always do dumb shit. Yeah. I mean, nothing I sh- serious. Yeah, nothing yeah. up to like carjacking. Yeah, no. Got, you know, I've never assault. I don't think I've ever committed I've never committed felonies robbery? in any way. No, Theft? no robbery. You ever you do the shoplifting, yeah. you know, when you're like a teenager or whatever, but you know I shoplifted last week. Not would you still on purpose. But a bag of rubber bands? No, uh um, my daughter was holding the the coke that uh, I wanted, and I just completely spaced it. We forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit! I probably should have paid bl- for that." Blamed it on the kid. Whatever. The kid stole it. I this kid is such a klepto. <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, she's taking classes, <laughs> officer. Uh, trying to work. Stu on McAllister, thank you for having me. Thank I guess you are, are we done? Is this it? Yeah, we very good. Shit, we went to an hour. What? That it's been an 60 hour? 60 minutes. Yeah. I apologize. I have, Longer uh, than a normal podcast. I have wasted. But I'm the greatest. We I bring always, you six followers. We always get there, you know? We always great. We always run it run it long when Stu's here. I was looking forward that you were coming back to Grins and that I was going to be oh, there. Oh, thanks, man. Because I love Mr. Poulos. I love this. Especially, are you emceeing tonight? I will tomorrow? be there tonight and tomorrow. Oh, thank yeah. God, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a solid show. <laughs> no, Travis was fine. It's just Travis is good. He's new. It's just when you have a good friend like Stu McAllister, you just Thanks, you man. hope they're on the show because it's comfortable and and it's fun to chat with you before shows and after shows. We so. can make fun of people. And yeah, we can make. I'm going to go Facebook people. stalk point, my nemesis point. later. Yep, you're going to go yeah. <laughs> stalk your nemesis. I'll tell you what she's doing. Stu, yeah. anything to plug? Uh, my my own uh, podcast, yeah. elementalpodcast.com. Yeah. Nice. Go check that out. And then, uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, okay. maybe when my movie comes out, if I yeah. if I get it, Please I'll show this we'll fucking beard. <laughs> and maybe we'll go see Ant-Man tomorrow. Yes! It'll be the greatest night of our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, Stu McHale. Thank you. Thank you. And that was Stu McAllister, everybody. Always a fun time. If you want to get the podcast, it's at uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Tuned In, Podbean, pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast. You can get this podcast. And uh, check out largedrunkman.com. You can check out all my new dates. The new merch is up there. Um, I got my live streaming radio station on there, which has clips from the podcast. Stuff from my comedy albums and uh, a lot of fun extras. So you can just plop that on your phone or your work and just let it run. Mark Poulos, 24-7. And uh, stay tuned for After the Credits to hear the trailer for the movie that I was kind of in called Potluck. It's pretty fucking weird. Thanks again for tuning in, guys, and tune in next time when we talk about who knows.
told you. We put the pot next to the oregano. No wonder my glaucoma was getting worse. From the producer of Summer of Sam <laughs> comes the first feature film from High Times Magazine. Hey, we're there. A story about two killers only a mother could love. He's got an idea. Well, spit it out. He was going to ask you for an idea. The most uptight mobster on earth. He was a spitting image of Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton? I don't look like Wayne Newton. And the girl determined. We don't mean any disrespect, dude. I'm done. Done. To mellow him out. Whatever it was, she brought it in the suitcase. She said she never met you. You never met her. But she had a good time. They're all brought together. What's this doing? What's that doing? Shut up! By a case of marijuana that won't go away. You two guys are like a thorn on my side. You want to sell me back my own weed? You? It's a freaking weed. We stole it first. Critics are calling. Hot luck. Cheech and Chong meet the Sopranos. Come on, we only kicked your ass. A laugh out loud stoner romp. We heard you were sexually challenged. What? Are you queer? This movie is hold on to your sides. Fall out of your seat funny. Idiot moron. Wise ass. Winner of the best comedy at the Atlantic City Film Festival, Tommy Chong, Dan Loria, two-time Oscar nominee Sylvia Miles, and Jason Mewes of Clerks and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Have a seat, dog. You call me dog again, and I'll break your face. Hot luck. You stay away from that stuff, it'll make you think. Just say no!